Beard. I'll break a little piece off. It's um Pride Month. Happy Pride. <laughs> We're both uh dressed like divine. Um, you can't see it but i'm actually getting pounded in the ass right now yeah um like every corporation every company right now (laughs) as a company um, (laughs) we are contractually we hear you we see you we will exploit you um that's why our logo has been changed to a rainbow (laughs) (laughs) the rainbow communist flag Uh uh-huh Guys, represent Fred Hampton's Rainbow Coalition. You know the vibes, dude. I <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, fucking, I, I Pride is like Pride Month. Jokes aside about like the corporate buffoonery, like it's tight. It should exist, but every single time, like one of my like more libby friends, like makes like a 17 paragraph like pride post it's cringe it's like i know you don't know what you're doing but you have to know what you're doing because you're also sharing the like companies during pride month and it's like you know like the fucking the blade runner company and like you know all that shit yeah it's like motherfuckers are gonna like umbrella corp but it's like with the rainbow overlay it's ocp with the rainbow flag over it you know yeah it i don't know i I wish that we didn't need Pride Month. Like, I wish that we didn't need any of these stupid fucking ones. Right. Like, I mean, it's the same deal with like Black History Month and you know Juneteenth and that whole debacle with the ice cream sandwiches or the ice cream fucking flavor or whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the freedom. Like on paper plates or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was. Like it's fucking nuts. You know, and like what these months represented before they were turned into literal just reasons to sell paper plates right yeah it was tight I and mean, that's necessary but now it's like it doesn't mean like anything anymore that's the it, you know, United States government apparatus you have the Democratic Party to come in swoop in and de-radicalize and take the teeth out of the movement and then hand in hand with them come the capitalists to commodify everything until it's absolutely meaningless and pride becomes you know, rainbow colored truncheons to smack you over the fucking head with. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is also really funny though. Like, rainbow drone strikes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a lot of a fun discourse during the the last election. Is would you like there to be drone strikes over the Middle East, or would you prefer to have a trans person operating the drones that <laughs> do the drone strikes across the Middle East? That's representation, baby. No, it really is. It's it's that's progress. We're moving forward together, hand in hand, hand in uh, hand. That also has some <laughs> nail polish on it. Like we're more female genocidal warriors. <laughs> it really is. We need more female war criminals. You know, we need more they more they them war criminals. You know, <laughs> Jesus fucking um. I do like how the only other like big <laughs> the big talking point about pride is like where are the parties at. Because now it's like the one time of year when like it's okay to like, you know, admit that you have gay friends because you expect them to like bust out the bags of coke and ketamine like during the one weekend when like you think it's okay to like. There's like another mass shooting too. There's like a I just heard saw there was a mass shooting in Oklahoma. (laughs) Yep, four dead in Tulsa. That's so fuck so fucking ridiculous. It's like. That shit is so tone deaf because you know it's people that have, don't know shit about Stonewall. You know what I mean? Mm. Just yeah. like it's just like people who don't know shit about Juneteenth, but they're like, "Oh, sweet, I get another day off and a day to cook out." Sweet. Like, well, I mean, that's yeah, that's like the whole fucking the whole 
like pride parade discourse now it's like people who you know don't care about you know gay rights anything and like that's i don't know like i don't really have anything super against like people who aren't like very very vocal about gay rights stuff like if they're not gay and they don't care like you don't have to performatively like yeah, pretend just don't get to, in like, the way be about the gay shit but right. then june 1st comes and they just kind of like crawl out the woodworks yassing on everything drip. yeah and then use it as an excuse to like wear tiny shorts and then like get super 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 brunch style drunk because they just like to you know tokenize and then like commodify like specifically like gay dudes and like black gay dudes you know and then like yeah. you get real into like oh my god they're so much fun right you know what i mean and just kind of like like i don't want to say like it's like a minstrel type of thing it is, but though. it almost is where you know it what is, i mean where you it's, get- it's the same energy as like the those same like brunch white woman who's like my spirit animal is a black woman who listens to the gangster rap or whatever like weirdo. my spirit animal is lizzo yeah exactly yeah, that that vibe. Weird ass. I, uh, someone I knew like went to go like went to a Lizzo concert, and was like, there was a lot of white women there, and I was like, I mean, yeah, that's her, you know. Also, because them tickets are expensive, right? <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Facts. Like, who you think's buying them VIP backstage pass tickets at Merriweather, where you go up on like those flanking canopies? It's not a mother of three. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. That lady you saw at the bus stop is not spending fifty dollars to see Lizzo, let alone at the Royal Farms Arena. Three hundred and fifty dollars. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. Like if you want to get them VIP tickets at Merriweather, like that shit ain't fucking cheap, and that's not going to be a normal person paying that fucking money. But I don't fucking know. It's hot as shit. It is so fucking hot. We are in the middle of a heat wave meat wave pride month it's a meat wave the meat wave it's a meat wave and it's crazy because it's only gonna get hotter yeah it's only gonna get hotter we hadn't even hit the peak yet that's the wild part i was on a dock today i'm just thinking like fuck dude because last year i was gonna get um there's like this sweet like tactical um tactical fucking like um love a little bit of wordplay at the workplace (laughs) It's like a, um, <laughs> that's how you know it's a chill environment and y'all are family. Yeah, <laughs> we're like a family here. No, nah, it's like it's like this camel pack that um you can freeze it and it won't fuck it up. And yeah, I was just gonna nice. yeah, I was just gonna have the ice on my back for like the first however long that shit lasts. I and have then, no idea. How, I, I knew people who had those when they were doing like the seasonal work as like fucking mascots at the mall and shit. Yeah, being stuffed in the Easter Bunny shooting mm-hmm. suit and stuff. It's like unless you want to catch heat stroke by like oh, the fifteenth yeah. kid. Because I'll easily drink. Well, yeah, that, that was the thing. It was I was walking in there with like three, four bottles of water and killing them all in the course of a day just because oh, how hot it was. So. Jesus. And that's not even that's just on the dock. That's before you even hop on the forklift and then ride into the back of a semi truck that's been in mm-hmm. the baking hot fucking sun for the last eight hours Yo. coming from Atlanta, Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be crucial. Um, It'd be sick to be able to drink your like your cooling liquid like it's a fucking hydration suit fucking dune. Because I mean that was the move was like I freeze it in the morning, 
uh, as I will probably still have water bottles. I'm not gonna be able to drink that shit while it's frozen solid. But like, you know, as it fucking cools, as it sloshes around, yeah, doom you, you have to do the fucking the 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 non rhythmic walk. <laughs> oh like yeah, the, the sand dance or whatever. The, <laughs> the Sandman's dance, dude, yeah, the Fremen so, dance. It'd be so fucking tight just to walk around like a Fremen, and everyone's like, "Yo, is Kevin having a fucking what the stroke? Fuck is he doing?" And you're just like, "Yo, the worm ain't gonna get me. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> We're the Bolsheviks." <laughs> one should ever fuck with farmers. I read this crazy article about how AI is like learning how to be racist. It's rock and roll, bitch. It's pretty absurd thinking about it now. All right, we're done amending it. Amending it. We're done. We're done. Complete nonsense. nonsense. Now we can get to what we're going to talk about for the rest of the show, which is a comprehensive and in-depth breakdown of Maryland Death Fest, which was this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just found out I might have been exposed also <laughs> via text message just now. Fuck yeah. Glad we're smoking hash together, baby. Right. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Full I mean, disclosure. That's fine. Um, at this uh, we can order tests. Word. I don't like I feel fine and I should be good, but yeah. Uh homie just said that they were with somebody. People who were here? Uh yeah. <laughs> Tight. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. Sick. <laughs> nah, it's cool, man. Just bringing a fucking smallpox blanket into my they house. Weren't, nah, they weren't here. So the timeline he's giving me, if they do test posi, they were here before they were exposed. Oh, dude, I don't give a fuck. But also at the same time, yeah. But um they said that someone they were with on Sunday tested posi so, i mean i'm surprised it was only it took until today you yeah. know what i'm saying and i because that was my feel the whole festival but it's like because it's a fucking festival first of all well, nothing, yeah so first of all there's the aspect of it being a music festival period but also we all know what type of time that crowd is on. Yeah, At least on an unsignif- like a not insignificant portion of that crowd. Like for fuck's sake, one of the he- the bands that played main stage was literally in the fucking Canada Trucker Convoy. Yep. Like let's let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a fucking rack. Like Yeah. No, Death Fest and we can we can regale as many Death Fest memories as you want. Oh yeah. Um but no, I had to work during, you know, the first two days of it this year or whatever. Likewise. It seemed surprisingly clean, but then also I guess like I'm not that mm. surprised. Just in terms of like what it used to be with like the fucking Oogle FEMA camp down under the that's, fucking highway so and shit. That's that's toned down, but I don't think that has anything to do with like obviously COVID is involved, but like I think just the way that the fest has been because we had this conversation off uh, yeah, yeah, pod yeah. was just like the way that that shit was set up is not conducive to that type of lifestyle anymore no it's not and i think that that's like purposefully done and yeah for sure you know like not nothing official that i've like heard from like a real source but i know that that was like a big point of contention with death fest staying in baltimore was yep. just like the amount of oogles and traveler kids that would just fucking show up but it's wild that and then wouldn't fucking leave. What's strange to me is that discourse that happened about them, but not about like the literal fucking neo Nazis that come through. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, because that's like hush hush. You don't see the neo Nazis. Oh yeah. As you're driving your expensive I mean, car you to work, do. it's just that they're 
lost in the other sea of black t-shirts yeah but they so come and like, go and they stay in their hotel room but then the oogles true. show up like two weeks ahead of time and then takes them a fucking month to get back I down think, to richmond yeah well hold on well jace yeah i think jason tankersley is from joppa i think he lives off like joppa road so i don't know if he lives in the city proper but i know at least his place of business is based in baltimore mm. so i don't know but yeah I guess that's fair. Where like you're like these fucking sketch balls are coming through. We'll give them the play. We we'll just get money out of them. That's probably what the what the point of contention is. Is like the sketch balls will pay to be here, and that you can take their money from them. I know that's like a thing downtown too. Is yeah, like whereas the Oogles are just train ride, just hopping yeah. trains in, and getting guest listed, and you know, fucking well, that's I mean, spanging and shit. The only real experiences that I have with Death Fest was like being very young and heavy metal parking lotting the entire oh, fucking yeah. time. That that was Death Fest. That but that's what Death Fest was for like most of the locals was just heavy metal parking lotting the entire festival and then all of the after shows. You can't explain that to people though. Like no. a lot of the newer generation, that's because heavy metal parking lot hasn't been a thing in like ten fucking years at this point. It's crazy to think about, but. Also, some like old habits die hard. And my one friend that was here, shout out to Big Richard Lizard Man, Big Richie Lizzie. He lives in fucking, he's all the way out in Seattle. And that was his yeah. only time. It's like, if you're into that, it's cool because the homies all come from around. So it's like, it was a blessing and a curse this year because it was like, you get to see your homies, but then you all gave each other COVID. Yeah. It's like, I know. <laughs> and this now you're going back to your families. Basically, and this taking is the airplanes only time, and not wearing masks. This is the only time I'm ever going to be able to see these people, but. No, it's like some I real know shit. they're at a fucking petri dish all day, crowd oh, yeah. surfing and shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking like like we didn't just come out of a global pandemic, and I don't mean like last year, or the year before. I mean like two months ago. Well, I mean we're not <laughs> out of it, but yeah. that that phase right. of it for yeah. sure. No, I know uh, what you mean. But like, no, like there is something strong to be said about like the community of like any like genre thing like that. And I'm I guess we're just talking ex- expecting everyone to know what Maryland Death Fest is. But oh it's, yeah. One um, of the biggest metal festivals in the country. That it was the biggest place. metal festival yeah. in North America. Apparently, it takes place in Baltimore. They take over pretty much the entire downtown. The multiple venues. The big draw was there used to be, and I guess they brought it back. Like the huge venue, like the huge stage outside. Well, so here's the thing, because I was having this conversation with some comrades. I was just here with when we were reminiscing about Death Fest and what made yeah, it yeah. so good. Was that's when Death Fest started to die. Because what Edison lot? Yeah, Edison lot, the whole outdoor thing. Because I feel like it could have been cool if the hearts were in the right place about it, <clears throat> which was people are already doing heavy metal parking lot. Let's just make heavy metal parking lot part of Death Fest, which would have been would have been sick. Yeah, but obviously the mindset was purely capitalistic. Oh, like yeah. we can get more space, we can pack more bodies in, we can get more people. And the quality suffered um, just just in by nature of that and the different space and the distant, different acoustics. But you can see over time throughout the years, because originally because this is what we were talking about, like the appeal of Death Fest was the fact that it wasn't like other festivals. It was dirty. Mm-hmm. It was in sonar. It was where you would see a band from like Europe that hadn't been together in like five, six years for a room that's only supposed to fit like 200, 300 people just sweating, like seeing Cavalera in that space or like seeing like Triptychon or something like that in that space would have been fucking amazing. But 
that that was always the vibe that was betrayed to me that I couldn't really articulate when I was like a kid and everything was all sell out shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're selling out yeah, yeah. but it's like that's that now looking back and you're like damn yeah been fucking right tight yeah because it's too cause bad the, i was just doing a shit ton of like dust mixed with cocaine off some random basically. dude's car hood yeah and drinking fucking four loco and sparks yeah original formula sparks god yeah and those fucking, were the days the 2000s Ugh. that shit's nuts like i look I, back and i like, can't it's like funny to yeah like you were saying it's funny to really try and like tell people who weren't there yeah i was barely even there you know what right. i mean and yeah. it's like i was all the i was as no. there as you can get without actually playing the festival proper yeah like no. i was in it to win it so. i literally would just wander down to the fucking parking lot meet up with people get fucked up the clock would strike like noon and then i would just like wander back up north i explored every aspect of it and oh six that was my first one i was still in high school it was my second show i ever went to um i was like because i wanted to go to death fest before that because i wanted to see grona bard and uh some other bands but i was still a gerbang i was a <laughs> sophomore in high school and just still I, filled up with fucking cum yeah just didn't have any other friends who were into that nerd ass virgin ass shit and i was too anxious to go to to do anything like that by myself yeah like at the first show i went to when the circle pit and the pit and shit started happening i like was hoping it wouldn't be weird and my friend wouldn't say anything about it but i totally was just like clutching his shoulder like deathly afraid of ever losing contact with him at any point in the show i mean that's like reasonable for like a first show yeah you know what i mean right yeah yeah but so um my first fest was in 06 and so i was there just to see the bands play i learned of some of my favorite bands like prime example the band demi lich that i saw monday night is like one of my favorite bands that played that death fest and I learned about them because I was watching Death Fest get updated. This was like part of the whole culture of it and shit too. Yeah. It's like waiting to see what sick bands get announced. Mm-hmm. And they got announced. They announced them like the day after the festival ends. For well, the next this, year or whatever, this right? was when it was actually reasonable because there was two days. It was back when it was only two days, Saturday, Sunday and 12 hours so it went from like noon to midnight or like noon to one or whatever saturday and sunday and the lineup would be like only like a dozen bands a day where it was actually reasonable where you could buy a one-day ticket and see all the bands you wanted to see and then some or like you know you could buy the whole weekend and reasonably absolutely say with confidence, I'm going to see every band that plays this weekend. Mm-hmm. What were there? You, 72 bands that played this year or something? Someone outrageous like that. Maybe I don't even know, but, um, that was the, I, so I learned about Demi Lich that year because they have made all of their music free since like the nineties. Cause the music different business was different back then, especially for death metal. Mm-hmm. And nobody was, they, everybody was like, we're not going to make money off this virgin ass shit. So, and they were like, well, people fuck with it. So we'll just put it out. And they just had their website. You could just download each individual track, like the high res MP3. <laughs> shit. It was tight. Yeah. That's sick. And they became one of my favorite bands. I got to see them Monday, but that was the vibe, at least for me being a like naive teenager, like virgin ass teenager and shit. And that kind of carried like through me uh coming of age i guess fucking losing my fabled virginity and (laughs) getting a job and moving out and shit um i think the last 
Death Fest I actually paid to get into was in like 2009. Was when I actually was like in the I'm buying tickets. I'm buying a pass. Do 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 do. I'm saving for like six months beforehand yeah. so yeah. I can buy. I can walk out of there with like 500 to a thousand dollars worth of T-shirts and CDs. Like yeah. did the festival thing. And um, homies band played, and he was saying they made over two grand in T-shirts alone. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. It's the biggest festival, the metal party in North America. That's what they build themselves as. Dude, no lie. A little bit of a side is. note. Tyler and I went and saw Sun like years ago. It was the night of. Did they play at Talking Head? No, it was like the Lincoln Theater in uh, DC. But it was the, I saw him at Talking Head. It was the night of either like the finale or like one of the big episodes of the last season of Game of Thrones. It was during the last season of Game of Thrones. But we were joking about how like we went to see Sun and it was like very whatever. Like the experience was very like I'm gonna go on the record and say uncomfortable because they played for fucking ever and they yeah. waited until they filled up the entire room with smoke and you had to pay extra to sit down so you had to stand up in a room filling with smoke yeah and I was just like dude this is fucking whack but their their t-shirts are like 30 45 bucks or yeah. whatever hell yeah and the line to get in was like half the size of the line once you got inside to get the shirts. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. everyone at the show is wearing a sun shirt. It's like, damn, they are like legitimately like oh, a very successful point. clothing company. They were always like that too. Like I saw them at Talking Head and that vibe is much more bearable when it's like first of all, DRI played first. So you're like already hype. You got a little That's adrenaline fun. going. That's that would be fun to see. And then Sun played and it was like it was I mean it was Talking Head at Sonar. And yeah. um, it, the room was much smaller. There was a significant amount of us there for sure. But like, I can't imagine the brain bleed you got from those fucking A's. Fucking A. But also, I bet that was before you were smart enough to wear earplugs at shows. No, too. I wore it. That was one of the first shows where I made a point to bring and wear earplugs because here's what I was getting to is so uh, I was on this forum called Metal Realm at the time. There was Metal Realm and SMN. A friend of mine wrote for SMM. We were just joking about that. Shout out my boy, Alan. Um, but um, he, um, I was on Metal Realm and there was an entire like culture on the internet of like, yo, if you're going to this, this, this show, get this merch for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And mail I'll it to me or whatever. give someone 10 bucks to fucking go mm-hmm. to blah, blah, and get this shirt. Or yeah. we can trade. Like, I'll send yeah, yeah. you this shirt from this date, whatever, whatever. Like, I was in, I was hip to all that when I was still a wee lad back in, like, 07, 08, for sure. If you want to get some old, good, vintage-ish Screamo shirts, Screamo swap on fucking <laughs> Facebook. And it's a stupid name, but... That's funny, though. Do you, it's like, accurate. Every couple weeks someone goes on there and is like cleaning out the garage at my parents house i found this box full of like shirts like they're all they're all size small they're all from like you know when we saw reversal of man at like this show in like 1996 <laughs> but you know if anyone wants these like you know 10 bucks or trading for whatever so the t-shirt game is is tight it's not my my bag yeah because i sweat and shirts I rip but yeah you know? It's, I mean, it's, I feel like it's quick turnaround. And when I was an edgy teenager, I loved the edgy t-shirt. I loved wearing like death metal tees and shit. Oh yeah. I mean, that shit, that shit was tight when I was a kid and it was tight when I was like a student not to get too like old man about it. But now that I like work. Oh yeah. I don't really see the point in spending a lot of money on a shirt. 
because I only wear it like maybe two days a week because I have like a work shirt I have to wear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to like, oh, got to go out to the bar with the fellas. Which cool band shirt am I going to purposefully pick out? That's Death Fest, though. No, no, I know. Motherfuckers packing like 10 tees mm-hmm. to come to a three-day festival. Yep. To just, f- and wearing everyone just to flex. I saw those pictures of dudes who were getting clowned on fucking Instagram because they had like, you know, 20 t-shirts spread out on the bed. And it'd be like, which one should I put on today? That's and everyone's so, like, yo, what ridiculous. the fuck? You know, or people be like, whoa, is that like a Baba shirt from the Baba Ba tour? You should oh wear that God. for this. Like, I would, I would do that. Like, that was a popular thing. Back in the the message board days, pickups threads. Mm-hmm. So you just be like, "Here's my pickups, the pickups yep. for the day." Oh my god, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I know dudes who still do that, like record record store pickup. Oh shit. yeah. I mean, it's tight, but that's another like record. Like I try to dip my toe and like you know the fucking like record collecting game, nah, and then like it. I mean, it lasted like maybe a year, and even then, I wasn't like good at it, and like yeah. didn't immediately was like why the fuck am i spending so much money on this shit yeah i already live kind of a minimalist lifestyle and had only had that type of shit if it was given to me or had some kind of sentimental value or something but like listening to records is cool but like something that i always found to be really funny with like the record collecting bullshit and then like the lifestyle that everyone was living and the lifestyle that comes with like some of these like subgenres of music that you're you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like it's really hard to like spend a fuck ton of money on records and tapes and cds and t-shirts and then do the punk the, like the punk house living thing yo yeah where like you're switching houses every six months and you like might have to move at the drop of a dime oh and, yeah like, it's just so much shit bugs and, then, and, and animals and water damage and shit i was and gonna say like, yeah my house burned down so it yeah was like, it's like why the fuck what like you know i remember like living at the fucking bell foundry and then just like you know being at all these other like punk spots where it's yeah. like I don't understand, like, where am I supposed to put, like, when I moved to the Bell Foundry and I, like, had to take everything from, like, my mom's house and shit, and I had, like, over, like, a full Ikea bookshelf full of just, like, random books. Oh, yeah. And I had it's, like, a whole, like, closet right. just full of t-shirts from yeah, dude. Death Fest over the, since 06. That first year, coming home with, like, a, easily, like, a dozen tees, and then every year after that, like, three, four, five, six here and there. Mm-hmm. And all the CDs that I had because, um, you know, you want to support the scene and it's just, it was a pain in the ass trying to taunt that just cause I was in like the obscure, like brutal death metal, fucking like porno grind and shit. So yeah. it was a pain in the ass trying to hunt peer to peer people to download that shit from because they were all like, oh, you don't own this. You know, there's the yeah. metal elitism yeah, there. Yeah. Shit. People don't want to let you download shit you didn't pay for. And yeah, it's easier just to buy it off some like weird ass like greasy long hair for the weekend, dude. Honestly, rip like, it and flip it. <laughs> the biggest one of the huge motivations that I would have for like constantly touring and like booking tours, like, was just because that was kind of like the only way that I got merch from yeah. other bands, like on the road, mm-hmm. especially T-shirts. Like, I would just like leave here with like maybe one shirt, yeah. even if we're going out for like a month. Because it's like within two or three days, if like if I need a new T-shirt, then it's like just play with some band that's sick and be like, hey, can we like trade merch? Yeah, that was me on Monday. I had to fight the urge to get this hard ass Demi Lich foresight and long sleeve, and I was like, I'm just Damn, gonna wear that. Would have been fucking tight. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna wear that to work and rip it in like three days. But yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Mm. Like I have, like I'm not gonna fucking. You know, what am I going to do? Like spend 45 bucks for this t-shirt and then wear it out gardening and then risk getting fucking holes in it. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I could that. appear cool on stream in it, but like you're only going to see like the top half of my chest and that shoulders. That just feels so anyway. goofy. Like it just is so goofy. For <laughs> the $30 on a tee to wear it to work and rip it or only wear it to like Red Lobster round one or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to go beat the shit out of some kids in video games wearing this sick fucking long sleeve. <laughs> and like, you know, like... If you're like a person who like makes apparel or like if you're in a band and you guys make a lot of money off the fucking merch, like rats off to you, get your fucking money. I fuck with boots, honestly. That's some, a cool game. Some of I them. Yo, but yeah, some, yeah of them. some of them. But it, it still, it, it all comes back to like. The vibe has to be correct. I got past the vibe. I'm check. not going to pay 45 bucks for any fucking shirt or t-shirt or whatever. Like maybe a hoodie. Some of those vintage people are bugging with that shit too. Like motherfuckers who are like vintage uh, 98 cannibal corpse, mm-hmm. the bleeding. Yeah. Not even a four-sided long sleeve. Nice just a straight up t-shirt. like seat like uh album release long sleeve from like the second night of the supporting tour mm-hmm. and they and it's crusty you know what i'm saying it's oh, not yeah. even it's it's, it's, it's heavily worn you know it's what i'm used. saying that's how you know it's legit yeah motherfuckers want 45 dollars for that fuck that's out of here. cheap yeah dude i like i used to work with someone whose like husband used to be like a dc hardcore guy and he would fucking come into the office and he's like a normie dude now but then he'd like pull me aside because he'd be like you listen to cool music like you hear the new glass jaw track like that oh, kind God. of shit you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and like but it was cool it was fun like we i would see him in all like the random like 90s emo like reunion tour shows and he's just like an angry like blue collar dude standing in the back then he'd like see me and i'd like break off from all my like friends and we'd just like <laughs> chug whiskey and he'd be like i fucking hate everyone here but i fucking love this i love cursing so much <laughs> i had a gym teacher in high school and when i went to Lansdowne, that was like that i don't know he wasn't my gym teacher but he was like other kids gym teacher and we would be at gym at the same time but um he never said anything to me like he i think one time i came to school I can't remember what band it would have been or something, but he complimented me on my t-shirt. And I was like, cool, thanks. Never really thought mm-hmm. anything of it. Thought, like thought he just liked the design or something. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> then I saw him, I guess he was on the liberal to conservative pipeline, but like I saw him at that, at the sun show at the DRI and sun show, this Tight. big fucking like, j- like Jim, Co- like coach McGurk mm-hmm. yeah. looking motherfucker. He tried to crowd surf and oh just jumped God. and like everybody just Moved. immediately dipped. He landed on me and it was just like, Jesus, hey, it was hilarious. Hey, Cause Kev. it was the year. Yeah. It was a year after I graduated. So it was hilarious. But at the same time, it was just like, it was such a weird fucking night. Yeah, dude. But I brought up that that guy because I remember one time I was like taking a cigarette break outside of work and he came out. He was visiting or some shit and like pulled out his phone and showed me some like fucking Facebook group he was in. And it was like all like old dudes who used to like punk. Screamo swap. It, it wasn't even, no, it was like old like DC hardcore shit specifically. Oh, and it damn. was like some dude who had like OG like second run like bad brain shirts that he was trying to sell for like damn. 200 bucks fuck out of here and people were like bidding like it was like that kind of so crazy it was legit some dude and he was like he was really legit in his post but he was like i've been holding on to these shirts just so i could sell them these are all ogs like i got kids now and he had like you know maiden from this tour like bad brains like this run like minor threat and fugazi from this run like you know, fucking like Madball and Terror and all these like OG shirts, and they had like holes in them, and they were all whatever. And people were like, "Yo, like fuck yeah, are you fucking serious? Like I'll give you hundred fifty dollars right so now." That's so crazy, especially as like if I found out 
someone was selling like reanimator t-shirts when i was a teenager for like fifty dollars a hundred dollars a clip like i'd be pissed off like I, where's my money <laughs> no <laughs> that's like a, that's a real thing because there's like you know obviously like there's bands now where it, it's real funny i've seen like more than one like interviewee post kind of thing from bands where it's like when we were playing no one fucking saw us yeah no one gave a shit right we were a band for two fucking years and now I got a, you know, a fucking text from my friend saying that they found like our only LP, but it's on fucking, you know, like a, what not fucking oh, what where the the place where everyone sells records online. Uh fucking Discogs. Yeah, like it's on Discogs for like 400 bucks. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like cuz there's like bands like that where it's like they just like blow it up. It could happen like, in the information age. No, it does. And it, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like very silly. Like, oh, so and so's demo. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely paid way too much money for like tour CD slash demo that we found in the van type <laughs> of type of shit. But yeah. like, it's it's so funny how like people get fucking old and then they're yeah. just like willing to drop so much cash on shit. Like, I met a couple randos. Like Death Fest randos, and I was like out and about this weekend. They're all really nice guys, but it's like, you know, I'm sitting at fucking Terps, and some dude walks in with like some really intense like metal shirt on or like black metal shirt. And it's like, I know why you're here. One, I've never seen you before. And two, like, hey, guy who's going to Death Fest. And we would talk, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and like I just heard the same thing from fucking every, every dude where it was like, I haven't done anything since the pandemic. My wife is watching the kids. I flew in from Atlanta this is my like my vacation like i'm just splurging money i'm just hemorrhaging funds (laughs) i'm doing everything fun that i can like because this is like daddy's day off like blah 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 and honestly like good for you like go off i guess (laughs) but it's also just like really silly i don't know music festival stuff like is fun but like it's i would so much rather just see uh artists perform not in a festival setting well there was only one band i even wanted to see this year like carcass was the only band that i like really wanted to see i've seen them like three fucking times this at this point like i was there for their first comeback their first tour the exhumed to consume tour and shit like i was there when that shit was actually magical now they're just another festival band yeah it's like i'm not gonna pay 70 bucks just to see carcass because that's the same thing that happened to, to death fest was like the fucking like fishification of death metal if before our very eyes where it's like if you're a maryland death fest person you're like a wook but just probably racist eat like somehow mm. even more racist yeah you know what i mean where yeah, it's yeah. like the same a lot the same like assortment of bands play and it's a lot of these bands that haven't like don't do anything other than death fest you know what i mean why would you right exactly yeah because you will you will make fucking just off of the rider you can demand a fucking insane rider mm-hmm. and then make money hand over fist and also over once you show up you're a rock star merch. for yeah. the only time right. in your career that you're going to be one so yeah. you can like get ass and you can right. get drugs and alcohol for free you're gonna play an album that when it dropped you were playing fucking dungeons and dragons in your mom's basement not getting no bags not getting no giant not doing nothing and now like 30 fucking years later a bunch of teenagers who weren't even alive when you dropped that shit are trying to fucking suck your dick off behind it. Let's be real. There's also a lot of 45-year-old dudes 
Yeah, those are the ones true. who are who are buying the seventy five dollar windbreakers. <laughs> true, you know, those are the that's ones true. who are who are buying the fifty dollar show poster or like tour posters, like and people trying to pretend they were there the whole time and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a weird and it's scene. fun. Have your fun, like have your fun, do your thing. It sucks that you're now giving everyone COVID. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and like you guys put a lot of money into the city when you book out every single fucking hotel and you fucking book out like almost every restaurant and bar. Like the people I know who are downtown like work in hospitality shit like everything was packed mm-hmm. you know the tips were right like like the obviously like the younger people didn't tip for shit because they're just yeah. coming in to get fucking ac but like right the older couples who were there like and this is like their fucking you know vacation because they're like metalheads right you know they dust I, off the fucking but, battle jacket to yeah go fucking i was gonna come say in. like it's hard it's I was because that was a criticism of mine is that those people tend to go only to the tourist trappy areas anyway. No, I mean, so it's only like J Hop and fucking like Micah undergrads and shit who are (laughs) seeing all that extra cheddar anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it definitely is the case, but at the, I don't know. I feel like they kind of had to spread out this year because there were so many fucking people. That's true. Um, I guess like a, I was going to mention it earlier, but a big PSA that I learned way too late in life. If you are going to a fucking show, bring earplugs. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a fucking stadium show or a fucking club show or like a basement show. You should probably bring earplugs. Definitely bring fucking bring earplugs. Them, yeah. Like, I mean, because I wear them to everything. Like yeah. at this point, like my ears aren't, my ears are on the cusp of being like fucked. I got lucky Monday night that it happened to be a show run by people who had been doing it for a long ass time, specifically that genre, specifically in those types of spaces. And the sound was just perfect to where I, it was outdoor. So even though I wasn't wearing earplugs, I'm good. Like I don't have tonight's shit. Dude, I don't like, I have just spent too many like post band practice, post show, just with like the constant ringing. Yeah. Fuck and that. it's like, I know people who still don't wear fucking earplugs at practices and stuff. And That's it's like, what are you nuts. fucking doing, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're playing out of a fucking full stack. And then after every practice, you're like, oh man, my ears are fucking ringing. Right. And it's like, yeah, That's dude. Dave Grohl. Like, get some fucking earplugs, dude. They're going to stop ringing eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They will. Cause that, that tone is forever gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the big news thing that happened at Death Fest? Oh, uh, I was down the street when from, it happened. Oh, that news thing. Okay. I don't really know anything about it. And I saw a couple very vague posts, but like, I don't know. I uh, someone decided to jump off the parking deck. Yeah, I heard that. Um, it's, I feel like. Cause I was talking about that with Ray too. Is that like low key? There's people that die at Death Fest every year. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was like, like multiple people. That not was, even just one. That was my big concern this year. Was like not only like heat stroke and like hydration stuff, but mm-hmm. also like drugs. Like drugs are yeah. the reason oh, why. Yeah. The only reason yeah. why I ever went to Death Fest. So it's like fuck. Yep. Like I really hope there isn't just like a huge like influx of like fentanyl and then like a huge like. Just it's like a festival. Four so like, day, just like everyone dropping like flies because the coke is dirty now. Why do people who don't even fuck with the music a lot of times go to music festivals? Yeah, but I, I, don't know. I felt like an asshole when I found out that someone had like decided to do a suicide. Um, yeah, that's wild. Well, it was because like I was still working during you know the whole thing, and I had to go pick up something like 
a block away from like where that happened. So I drove past on the other, you know, on, on another side of the block, got to where I was going. And then as soon as I left, I like ducked around and was going to go right like in front of soundstage because traffic seemed fine when I was pulling up. And then it was all like police caution taped off. Yeah. And there were cops everywhere. And there were like people from the show kind of like in the side, like in the crosswalk, but kind of not. So I started like losing my mind. And I'm like, these stupid motherfuckers are blocking traffic. Now it's going to take me like a, like a, it took me an hour and 15 minutes to get from the harbor to Columbia. Sheesh. I had to go the whole way up and around, but you know, but like, but at the time I'm just like, just screaming at God about this like great injustice <laughs> that has befallen me because these people wanted to come and like cosplay as like metal fans. Right. And then I get done work and like someone's like, oh yeah, like this happened. I'm like, oh fuck. I was like right there. Yeah. And now I feel like such a fucking asshole because I'm just like fuming mad like in the fucking car, like being a huge brat when like some I, actual serious stuff yeah, is going on. I wasn't there obviously, but I've heard from like people who saw it that people didn't really know what happened at first that uh they thought that he like got blown off by a strong wind cuz of the wind and the rain and all that shit at the mm-hmm. time but yeah apparently the he uh committed suicide or whatever and it was it was weird for me just because it was like it was i don't know as trying to be as respectful to uh, that person's family and the friends and all the people that had to see that and are probably fucked up from it now as possible. I wonder if you could sue Death Fest well, the, or well, sue the city if like you were close to it. Like he fucking landed on you? I, behind, remind me behind the paywall. I have a story about someone who got a fat bag off of something like that. Damn, that's crazy. Like retirement bag. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just for me, it's like everybody's going to pay attention to this, but I heard, you know, from multiple people that Jason Tankersley is still just like walking around out there. Like, and it's like, it it sucks that that happened, but I know everybody's going to pay attention to that now. And that's going to be it about Death Fest and not that there's like card carrying, like rank and file members of neo-Nazi organizations that just casually come through and... People don't recognize him a lot of time. The way that he was describing me the first time was like, yeah, my friend said he just saw some dude with a giant totemcomp tattoo on his neck. And I immediately, I was like, was he swole? You have long hair? Cool. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually like one of the more unfortunate parts about Death Fest and like the Death Fest discourse. Because like I said, when I was out and I would just like run into these fucking dudes. Yeah. One of them was like on a Tinder date with someone who like i guess hangs out at the bar who i haven't met before but everyone else knew mm-hmm. and we're talking about shit or whatever and you know like we're kind of i'm i'm like kind of talking about like the issues i have with death fest and like why i think it's like maybe not whack but like not like my my fucking thing yeah and then like this completely just very very awesome but just like normie normie person who was at the bar immediately like legit does like the elbow on the bar like leans around me to talk to them and was like oh yeah you know the biggest issue is the fact that there's just fucking nazis everywhere and i'm like damn dude like all right go off like get it you know and and she like doesn't go to shows like she called you know like she is not in the scene at all and she was like oh yeah like you know a bunch of my friends were talking about how like it's just like they just let fucking Nazi bands show up and stuff. I mean, they headline and, the festival. And they just like, no one gives a fuck. And they just like give them a pass because they like really loud rock music. Fuck that. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, girl, like, <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. Like, let's do it. Let's go. And it was, it was really like, it was tight to see, you know, normies 
talking about it because it's like me and like the metal dude like he's trying to do like the nuances of like whatever you know, separate and- the art from the artist he bro. was saying that shit to me where he was like I don't know, man. Like, it would kind of suck if you're, like, in a band and you guys catch a big break and then, like, you get kicked off of a festival because, like, oh, the fucking, fucking idiot God. who plays bass, like, he goes to, like, a gym where there's, like, a swastika or, like, SS flags. And I was like, no, that doesn't suck. That means that you suck because you... Yeah, there's that no way actually to, like, happened. Hide that. <laughs> like, yeah, that actually... That was, like, my band where it was, like... Because here's the thing, right? Is, like... Those types of people are so common that what is considered the bare minimum is something that's very easy to do, but people can't even meet on that. Just like, like legit, it's like just be like, I don't fuck with this, and like don't say the n word, and be like, yeah, I voted for Obama twice, and that'll be it. And people will, will try their fucking hardest. You know what I mean? Although they well, will overlook everything yeah. aside from like you posting like your Facebook profile picture of you like giving a fucking sig heil. That's not enough, you know. Like, and even no, that, no, like, I was most say, people. Not, I've, but I'm I've saying, like, too. like, most people will will still find a way around it. But like, at least like the normies yeah. then will be like, that seems weird. And right, then you yeah. have to be the asshole at the bar where it's like, no, well, actually, you feel like um, Charlie fucking day with the whiteboard and the push pins and the string, like connecting dots and shit, because it's like, this is a uh, uh, to quote Charlie Murphy, this nigga is a habitual line stepper. <laughs> yes yes exactly i'm glad that you said it before i did <laughs> but but like trying to explain to people like who are just like out having like a nice evening like what the wolves of vinland is and like yeah. the fact that like fucking neo-nazi mma gyms exist and like right and they're just like i had no There's idea like whole last neo-nazi record labels and shit oh yeah and like and you know and the, these people just like don't know it's a thing it's like well it's not like a huge thing but it is a thing and it is a fucking problem yeah, it's in your backyard you should probably know about it just saying like and it gets like that ignored. type of vibe yeah. especially when you run like a huge fucking festival and you're booking these bands and shit that like because that was the other thing i said too and it was something i wasn't alone in which made me feel cool because i was reading it on stream but like Freddie Gray was a Baltimore thing. Even if you're going to fence walk, the one thing that you would feel like everyone agrees on that would attend a festival like Maryland Death Fest is fuck the police. Yeah. Even if they're not down with the Black Lives Matter shit and you couldn't even drop, you couldn't even do the bare minimum of like doing all this gay fishing shit that we're talking about that we let off the episode mm-hmm. with, with the rainbow flags. You couldn't even drop like a fucking black Maryland Death Fest JPEG with blm or a hashtag or something somewhere on no because that would alienate the like exactly. white nationalists from europe who are coming over yeah here. the australian fucking nazis that you want to get to headline mm-hmm. the festival and shit like sorry dude that you got to kiss a wet you got to money kiss money that bag goodbye because you don't want the metalheads to think that you care about black people and that's like a really unfortunate thing with like metal and in a city I- that's predominantly black that you wouldn't be yeah. able to have done this festival without yeah just because it's poor poor people right you know and, and it's 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 easy to book stuff here or it was easier it, wh- to book when, stuff when, here yeah. back in the day just like the whole know? fucking background behind it like hey mom dad can i get a million dollars to book a bunch of bands that sing about like beating and raping women and shit for a weekend thanks cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, I um fuck, I lost my train of thought. That hash is very good. It is. It is very good it's hash. Very good. Shout out to the person who Shout out <laughs> Lucas. Shout out Bucus B, Hood 56. Oh, Jesus Christ. I lost my complete train of thought just complaining about the fucking white power people. Oh, 
Yeah, that's just like a really unfortunate part of like the hardcore scene and like the metal scene. And I like barely was on the periphery of both of those in any yeah, meaningful likewise. way. But it's like. But I've had that level of exposure to it. All oh, right yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like that was like some day one shit where like you go to your first like real big shows and there's like a bunch of dudes there and then someone has to point out like what that neck tattoo means and now you feel like you're on some indiana jones shit like i find myself doing that anytime i'm at like a big show where there's like hardcore or metal or punk or anything adjacent it's like i legit it's like if i see you wearing like certain style of t-shirts or like you have like certain placement of tattoos Mm -hmm. it's like i'm trying to like decipher it be like all right there's a bunch of fucking numbers what does that add up to? Like I'm doing like the fucking number 23 in my fucking head yeah, or whatever. I've caught myself doing that twice to like actual Desi people. There's this woman at uh Dunkin Donuts that had swastika earrings. And I was about to be like, what the fuck? But then I was like, oh no, there's someone. Oh, that like, she's, that like means something she's, to yeah. you guys. Yeah. And there was a dude with a giant fucking uh, triskelion tattoo at the gas station I went to near my job. And I was about to be like, the fuck you want, bro? But then I was like, oh, he's actually indian okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it, it 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 becomes pretty uh like it, it gets to be a lot when you're trying to like decipher everyone's fucking like yeah. codes that they have on them and shit especially since like so well, much because of- i've seen that shit in real life at this point where i i've seen uh the little three triangles like the triskelion oh, yeah. tattoo or whatever mm-hmm. um some people get ostentatious with their shit though there's a dude i knew in high school that had a giant like how i have the baltimore county flag hanging behind me in his room he had the giant uh seven like triskelion flag mm-hmm. from uh the nazi party that were in africa the contingent that like went to Gukanda, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like damn bro like you're that anti-black you're that just you're that mad i joined on you damn. yeah that's like when you fucking <laughs> see people with like rhodesian flags and shit right yeah no nah, i had to also explain to one dude like what the fucking black sun stuff was like what Oof. the swazi sun was yeah because we were talking about that shit where it's like you know t-shirts and fucking logos and like of course all the normie people who were at the bar mm-hmm. immediately were like Oh, yeah, like the fact that, you know, blah, 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 and this and that. And then, like, these metal dudes either were playing dumb or just, like, were kind of dumb. Probably were. Probably and probably. I think, I, I like, to be honest, like, I'm not going to jock on people that hard. But, like, and I feel like the easiest way to exclude or, like, excuse, like, the very obvious, like, misogyny and racism and just, like, bigotry that is in a lot of, like, extreme music. Mm-hmm. You just have to, like, go out of your way from ever, like, being remotely aware of like the signifier so you have plausible deniability yep you know so it's like you just have to purposefully go out of your way not to ever look at like nazi symbolism aside from a swastika right so that you can be okay with it i mean it's like the same thing with like country music fans who like go out of their way to not learn anything about like confederacy or like yeah that's you know like like southern terror stuff just so that like they have plausible deniability to be like hey it's not the fucking stars and bars right so it's fine if they say these things and you know it's it's weird to me but it's like I don't know. I I think that with the advent of the internet, people can't be as like slick anymore. But also, I feel like it has given people way more like motivation to be like edgy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say from like I noticed kind of that there was varying levels to that shit. Like certain shit was more acceptable than other shit. Like misogyny as opposed to racism. Where it was like, all right, this band could, like a band like Cannibal Corpse, where it's like, all right, cool, this is 
really fucking disgusting lyrical material, but it's just like it's like a horror movie where it's just supposed to be like this enjoyable thing for a minute, 30 seconds, two minutes, three minutes, whatever. And you never really think twice about it, but it gets into weird ass territory when people are doing like fucking like, like deep weirdo, like deep nerd racism shit. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like bands like our ghost and shit where it's like, fam, like, you have songs about straight up like slavery, like antebellum South shit. Like you're getting deep nerd with this shit. What do you want? Well, they're on that racism stuff. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> this, but then the people who are listening to that because they just they hear the riffs or whatever. Oh yeah, and a lot of times fucking tight, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people show you that shit and then not tell you the lyrics or anything or not even know the lyrics themselves. And lyrics you're just don't like, matter because they're screaming, dude. All right, yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't know what they're saying anyways. All right, <laughs> you know, like. That just ugh. so weird. Well, yeah. I mean, it's weird territory. Like, like there are like goofy gore bands and goofy like hyper violent bands, but they are very like open. I feel about yeah. like this isn't serious. It's fucking stupid, and we're just doing because it it's fun and stupid. Well, that's one of the points of the genre of like gore grind, for example, is that it doesn't take itself seriously yeah, at all, which is way different than like a band. That is like very intricately like like just placing like Nazi symbolism yeah. and Nazi lyrics and putting in a whole bunch of dog whistles and just like little nods to other people who are, are in the on know. neo-Nazi labels yeah. and are playing secret festivals and mm-hmm. shit, playing like hot shower and shit. Like that yeah. shit's nuts. No, I mean like and that's like a real thing. And those people are like obviously like either pushing an agenda or just like exist in a subculture that they're completely comfortable in, like enough to play these fucking festivals. Yeah. I was going to say, and I feel like the normies in that world are kind of attracted to the taboo-ness of it the same way they were attracted to death metal and like any of that stuff as a whole, as a genre. They're like, this is even more extreme on their Goku shit to go even further beyond. Mm -hmm. And now you're surrounded by neo-Nazis. Yeah, racism is edgy. (laughs) Racism online is edgy and racism with like your boys in your basement is edgy. And then you go to a fucking neo-Nazi festival. You go to your first Grand Isles key show and you're like, why is everybody, why am I the only person here with long hair? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You go to your first like actual skin event. Yeah, you, Did you, you see go that to a movie? fucking Mohair, but you go to like Hell's Headbash and shit. You're like, wow, that dude's really swole. Mm. <laughs> well, that guy looks like a cop. Yeah. Hey, that guy looks like a cop. Right. Um, why are all these guys hanging out with the cops? Um, <laughs> you see that movie Green Room? Yeah. Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. and shit. So like, I don't know if I had said this on the pod, but like that shit is real. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like very real. And like. I never went to any of those events, but I definitely was like friend of a friend, like invited to shit like that. Oh yeah. The drummer from the band that I was in played that kind of shit. Yeah. And I was like, that's the other weird thing. Like wild thing. That's like my fuck. Like my man, you're from Virginia. How do you not notice you're in a room with no black people? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the Pacific Northwest, but still there's a lot of people up there, but you know what I mean? Like it's that's like the no, big Virginia. Northwest vibe. Oh yeah, yeah. I get like yeah. yeah, but I'm saying when I was like up in the oh, Northwest. Oh, up there. Oh yeah, because yeah. that movie okay. takes yeah. place in like outside, like oh, in Washington. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I guess then because then you really will go for miles and not see a single black person. But that's the whole. But like, so for people who haven't seen a Green Room, is like a Patrick Stewart movie about like a DC Oi punk band that's on tour and they have a date drop, so they get added to like this fucking 
show that's happening in the middle of the woods in this like compound venue in Washington. It's either in Washington or in Oregon, but it's in the Northwest. And it turns out to be this like neo-Nazi place, like mm-hmm. a, just like a neo-Nazi venue in the middle of the fucking woods. And they do like the cultural, like white people, neo-Nazi stuff. Like what's the slogan of, of Patrick Stewart when he's like talking to the crowd, he's like evangelizing. And he's like, remember guys, like, it's not a it's not a race, it's a movement. Like when talking about like the white power stuff. Was it blood and soil or Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It was like like white Oh, ed- I was trying to figure out the It's it's doing like all like the white ethnic. I couldn't state I'm trying to remember Northwest. what he was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it, was but then all those it ends same up tropes. being about like them just like selling heroin and they kill someone and then they like you know try to kill the band or whatever. Right. But like, I remember watching that movie here with people from here, and after the movie, like a bunch of the people I was with, like their biggest takeaway was like, "Yo, that's crazy that like there might be places like that in the country." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like there are there are <laughs> like I lived based up there, on a true story. <laughs> I lived up there for four years. Like that shit exists. Like there are cool versions of that too. Like Wolves in the Throne Room had that. Yeah, they lived in a fire hall in the middle of fucking nowhere, and oh, they yeah. turned it into like a venue, like like cultural space. But also they lived there and hung out. Right. But like for every one of those, there was like fifteen or twenty just like. Oh yeah, like that's some like white power shit. And there's like, Ulf High Mountain, Virginia. Like, yeah, I mean those like the, yeah, racist compounds exist. Fuck yeah. And I like even before this movie came out, like I got invited to like a show or two when I was like in Olympia, and like you know like from friends of friends and stuff, and people who were just kind of like around. And it was like I don't know if I'm going to go to that because uh, that sounds like a fucking Nazi farm. Yeah, and they are real up there, and they will fuck you up. I've taken for granted like being in or around Baltimore, and never having to really deal with or be aware of that kind of shit. But um, oh, like uh, I'll tell you right now, like, and I left before you know I was I was out of college, like before Freddie Gray, before a lot of like the real big out in the open racial tension yeah. stuff started to really pop off around the country. People started using their camera phones. 100%. <laughs> like before, like before all that shit, before all the Andy no stuff, before all that shit, like right. I had already left. The there Northwest. was definitely a, like a correlation or like a coinciding of like cheap, like smartphones being proliferated and that technology becoming really cheap for everyone. The Obama phone and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2008, 2009, like late two thousands early 2010s to where we are now yeah i mean i left i left at the end of 2012 you know and even even then when i was like on my way out like you would see just fucking nazis you would see fucking skinheads and they would roll up downtown in olympia or just like would roll around looking for a fight and that's just what they would do on a friday night like they would just roll up beat the shit out of someone or get into a fight and then just roll the fuck out. And that's just like what they did. And you don't think about that being on like a, like a city with a predominantly black or at least a sizable black population, like mid Atlantic or East coast, like Southern cities. Like it would be completely unheard of for just like dudes with fucking, you know, tanks and suspenders rolling up to like, a random bar. Well, I mean, they downtown. tried that. Like the didn't the pro the Proud Boys try to come through in like January six and got fucking destroyed. But that's the thing is like they you can't do it here. But yeah, you can right, do yeah. that like in other places. Exactly. You can do that where there's not like Portland. Yeah, my cousin lived in Portland for a minute and told me it was like different out there. Oh, it's mad different. Well, <laughs> something that people really don't understand about the Pacific Northwest is like 
the urban centers are really, really, really liberal in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Literally within like a quarter of a mile outside of those centers to the state border, it is all deep conservative. Oh, yeah. Well, the history of those states, California itself, like after they freed their slaves, they were like, you guys got to get the fuck out. But they, we were mm-hmm. never allowed in Oregon. I don't know about Washington, but that that history, the history of that area has historically been like, nah, don't even... Yeah, don't, don't come, even come here. up here. Don't we're we're here. sundown states. You're at a sundown mm-hmm. towns. We're the whole state. Don't even. Oh, there's still legitimate like people who are running for like, you know, fucking Congress up in the Northwest who are all about that like the white Christian separatist thing. Oh yeah, where that's like part of their big agenda and stuff. Mm-hmm. But evangelical fucking. Oh yeah, they want it to be. It's it's fucking wild. But dude, like I'll we're like at time. I want to end on like one of the scariest like white power situations I've ever been in. Because when I got, like, when, when people tried to recruit me in middle school for the KKK Sheesh. at the mall in Hagerstown, that wasn't scary. It was just weird. Yeah. Because they just, like, threw a crumpled up balls of paper at me and my friend when we were walking from the Valley Mall in Hagerstown at Toys R Us. <laughs> and it was just, like, a bordered, like, KKK, like, hey, what's up? Are you, like, a, a white kid that hates everything? Well, it's the Jews' fault. Like, one of those right, things. Yeah. But um, when I was in Olympia, I, like... I interned at a venue and it wouldn't get out until super fucking late when like the buses were fucking off, but it was fucking Olympia. And I, it was like a 20 minute walk. It was like a straight, it was like two turns and I was like at my apartment, mm-hmm. but I didn't live like in like a studenty part of town. I didn't live in like a hip part of town. I lived like on the edge of town. Uh, so like all my neighbors in my like apartment building were like meth heads and like, they were like Hagerstown people. That's why I kind of liked it. Like the felt, one dude, like this deep feel. Yeah. Like reminded me of like someone who would have been like my dad's friends. It's like, they sat out <laughs> in the lawn with fucking lawn chairs in the kiddie pool and listened to weird country music and like ate pills and then grilled and like drank, but like whatever. I love those guys, except for the it. fact that they kind of got me hooked on heroin, but <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. You know? Catch 22. Dude. I have so many stories of like just waking up at three o'clock in the morning and my neighbors are outside in the garage, just like arbitrarily working on cars, listening to like the fucking Pearl jam discography on repeat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Christ. Dude, they love that shit. Up Sounds there. like a nightmare. Honestly, it, you got used to it, but it was, it was fucking crazy. But anyway, I so I would have to walk home every night uh, that there was a show at this venue that I was working at. And I would like walk home and I would hit up like like a Wendy's or some like fast food bullshit place that had like a, a dollar menu thing. Yeah. Or I would go to the gas station or whatever. So it's like I would be kind of like walking around, going into these parking lots and then get my shit on the way home. And I walk into like the Wendy's or whatever the fuck. And then like this, like an SUV just like pulls up into the parking lot when I'm inside. I'm the only person inside aside from the employees. I don't pay attention. And I grab my food and I walk out and then they turn the fucking lights on. And they like slow roll up next to me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get fucking like jump jumped when like I'm the only person in the parking lot. Everyone inside can see me. And they roll down the window and it's all these fucking like skinheads. Oh, shit. And I was like, fuck. And like at the time, like I don't think I re- like I might have had long hair, but I was like, you know, real fucking scrawny had like my fucking backpack on my like big headphones. I'm like <laughs> listening to Capsule or something, you know, like super <laughs> yeah. obnoxiously loud, like chain smoking cigarettes. And the guy was like, hey, like, can we have some cigarettes? And I was like, am I being shooken down right now? Right. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And then the guy in the fucking passenger seat, like, leans out. And he's like, yo, what's up, brother? Like, like doing all that kind of, like, shit. And I'm like, hello, hi. Like, here you go, guys. Here's four cigarettes. And they're like, cool, here. You want some of this? And then just, like, handed me a fucking can of dip. 
<laughs> and I like di- I froze and I didn't know what to do, but I didn't want them to think I was like a pussy and they were gonna like beat me up because right. they were like grown ass men, like grown ass dudes. <laughs> Hell yeah! And so I like took a huge dip and like put it in my mouth. Oh, and I was like, oh, this is delicious! Like this is my favorite flavor, guys. You know. <laughs> And they're just like kind of like talking their like weird shit and like they wouldn't leave. And so I'm kind of like standing around this car waiting for them to initiate that they're either going to do something further or fucking leave. Right. Because I'm kind of like trying to get the fuck out of there. And I was like, all right, man, like I got to I'm, I'm going to go by. But I didn't want them to like follow me home. Right. So yeah. I started to kind of like Let's hit the cut. Yeah. So I kind of like started like to snake around. Yeah. And the guy was like, he said something real like. Like, keep the faith or like, keep your chin up, brother. It was one of these like weird things where it's like, I don't, <laughs> some weird what the syllogism. fuck is happening? And so then I go to walk out and they're kind of like following me, but I don't know if they're doing it on purpose, but I was so scared to spit out that fucking dip <laughs> that I just kept it in my lip for like two blocks because oh, they were God. just like kind of behind me. It was fucked up, but that was, I think the only time I was legitimately like, damn, am I just going to get like fucking like the shit kicked out of me by like some neo-nazi dudes because i like can't recite some like fucking weird poem you know yeah fuck that um that's the episode we'll end it on that cheery note (laughs) thank you for listening to the show we appreciate it um we've gotten a lot of good feedback um from the interview episodes which is awesome um and i think we're going to be doing some more of those with some different people and, and similar stuff coming up soon uh, which will be awesome. Um, if you like the show, please like and subscribe. Give us five stars wherever you listen to the show. We have a Patreon, five bucks a month, gets you an extra episode every week and access to the Discord chat. You can follow us on all the social media platforms. From there, you can find the individual stuff for myself, Kevin, and Andrew. Uh, Kevin does the streams, Endless Cemetery, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to midnight, right? Question marks, yeah. Yeah, 10 to whenever. <laughs> They've been popping off. They've been a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Appreciate you.